Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Stacy Heller. This is Stacy Connects. This show is all about making connections through conversations. It's about asking questions instead of making assumptions. And it is about my love of engaging with the elephant in any room. Whether you're listening to the show live or you listen later via podcast, thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. I love it when friends or family come back to me and have feedback on the show. Usually it's my brothers yelling at me, telling me that I didn't give them credit for something or that I forgot something, or that I'm a knucklehead, um, or it's my mother telling me, like, oh my gosh, you were so you were so complimentary, it's embarrassing. So I need to work on being less complimentary to my mother. Yeah. Um, so if you would like to connect with me, you can do so by texting or leaving a voicemail at 475-999-2726. I have uh, kind of two guests today, like a guest and a half. I don't know. Uh, my primary guest is Catherine Gherkin of Gherkin Getaways. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you. Uh, so I have known Catherine for many years. She is my travel agent extraordinaire. So it just seemed perfect to have the person that made the trip to Portugal possible and helped with the itinerary to be on the show while I'm gone. <laughs> so we're pre-recording the show and I'm excited to talk to Catherine. Uh, I've wanted her on the show for a while. She has helped us with numerous trips that we have taken and uh, she has taken, I mean, have you touched like every country in the world? No, I have not. No, I'm a primarily Europe, um, but our goal now is kind of starting to Central and South America. Okay. Coming up, so Nice. We're getting there. Nice. Okay. Uh, so we're going to talk more with Catherine in a bit. And then my half guest, <laughs> which I'm sure you appreciate being described as half a guest, is uh, J.D. Winnikin. So welcome. Hi. Thank you. Hopefully it's the uh, the better half version. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We'll go with that. Yes. Uh, so J.D. is in studio because he and I are also recording a uh, an episode of the show. Mm-hmm. And... Like me, JD loves to talk. And so <laughs> I was like, well, you could come on too. And he actually has known Catherine even longer than I have. Long time. Long time. And uh, he also has experiences with Catherine and planning trips. And yeah, because she's amazing. Yeah, totally amazing. Um, okay. So normally this is the part of the show where I talk about observations and conversations that I have experienced throughout the week. Well, I'm in Portugal. So I suspect that some of the conversations and observations are, wow, that's gorgeous. Look at that scenery. Wow, the people here are so friendly. Ooh, the food's delicious. (laughs) That drink was amazing. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't really know what the conversations and observations are. However, (laughs) I suspect that they're amazing. Um, But that actually brought me to... Uh, for my Staceyism this week, that expression, when in Rome, you do as the Romans do. And I recently was going through my list of Staceyisms. And one of the ones that I have is about this concept of best manners and how I don't really think there's any such thing as best manners. When I was raising my kids, it was like manners or manners. It doesn't matter if you're at IHOP or if you're at the White House, manners or manners. And really, it's because I was lazy. And the idea of having to be like, so this is a place where you need best manners. And this is how you have to do it. Versus like, eh, it's fine if you're running around or doing whatever. That just seemed like a lot of work. And ultimately, manners are about being aware and mindful of the other people that are around you. And just being respectful and patient and kind and all of those things. So 
I suspect that I'm in Portugal trying to learn some of the customs, the traditions, learning what it's like uh, there. I should probably be doing a little bit more research on this. And maybe, Catherine, you'll be able to share some some things that I definitely need to know, like how to say hello, goodbye, thank you, please, where's the bathroom, and how much does that cost? <laughs> no, you're not going to be able to help me with that? I'm going to have no, to. No, I'm not going to be able to help you. That's It's all Portuguese and something that last time I was in Portugal, I took a Portuguese speaker with me, but they all speak oh. English. It's okay. Okay. All right. Great. Um, but I do feel that with traveling, Americans, we make a huge assumption that wherever we go, people are going to accommodate us and that things are done the same way everywhere else that they're done here. And that's kind of arrogant of us, I think. <laughs> right? I mean, and I remember being on my honeymoon, which Catherine didn't plan, and I probably would have had more fun had she. Sorry, Pete. Um, <laughs> but we're in France, and we're, we walk up to this restaurant, and I cannot speak French, but it's the famous place that Hemingway frequented, like Du Magot or something. I don't know. Look it up. It sounds like two maggots, but I digress. So we're there, and you know, we walk up, and we're waiting to be seated because that's what's done here. And I'm 22 years old. And newly married and like, ah, and Pete didn't know. And they're like, stupid Americans, (laughs) like, go sit in the back by the kitchen. I mean, it was like, oh, you seat yourself. Okay. Um, And so, I don't know. I feel like I need to do a little bit of research because when in Portugal, I need to try harder to do as the Portuguese do. Right, a lot of it's hand signals too. You know, you you hold up your two fingers. You know, <laughs> and in Europe, it's a thumb is one, and the pointer finger is two. Yes. Oh, if you, really? If you do the other, they'll think it's three. So, mm-hmm. yeah, two okay. fingers, and you know, it's a lot of sign sign language and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Not the middle finger, of course. No. <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> That's a different thing. And and even my mom has gotten away from the middle finger. She does the pinky now because her friends told her that uh, flipping everybody the bird was wildly inappropriate. And so she now flips everybody a baby bird. She only now is learning this? Well, you know, speaking of manners, you would think that she would have better ones. But <laughs> I think you reach a certain point and you're like, you know what? I'm at the end of my life. All bets are off. I'm just doing my thing. Um, not that you're at the end of your life, mother. I'm just saying you're closer than the start. Okay. Um, let's take a break here because I really don't have anything else to add. Just when you travel, be aware of the fact that you are not the universe. And I don't know, get to know the locals and um, be polite. Okay. It makes for better traveling and better experiences. Uh, Let's take a break here. And then when we come back, we're going to chat more with my guest, Catherine Gherkin, and my half guest, JD. Just J, if I'm half. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We'll be right back. Do you feel like you're stuck in a style rut? If so, take the first step on your journey and go to michaelbrewsimageconsulting.com. Fill out their simple personal style assessment and schedule a complimentary, no obligation, 20-minute style consultation. Let the experts help you gain some perspective on your style challenges. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. 
to connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back to Stacy Connects. I am Stacy, and my guest today, Catherine Gherkin of Gherkin Getaways. I mentioned uh, before the break that she is a travel agent. She has, I think the first trip that you ever helped us with was maybe when Annie was studying abroad um, in Florence. And we we tasked you with actually, for a first time out, it was like, hey, we're going to be there during Easter. It's the five of us visiting Annie, and she was going to be leaving the student housing and joining us for the last couple nights. So we need a place to stay that will house five of us, plus my in-laws, plus my mother. It needs to be centrally located because my mother-in-law has double knee replacement. There can't be too many stairs. Um, You know, it was like... So many things. And she did an amazing job. I mean, my mother still keeps talking about the trip to Florence. I think she just likes to be pampered. And we felt super pampered. You had organized uh, tickets to the museums so that we didn't have to worry about figuring out how we were going to see the David and, you know, other sites. Uh, Luca, I'm still like, oh, my gosh. The uh, tour guide that we had, he was amazing. So cute. Um, (laughs) I was appropriate. It's fine. Um, We had somebody come in and actually teach the kids how to make ravioli and made a whole dinner. And oh, I mean, it was it was an awesome experience. It was supposed to be the trip of a lifetime, except that. Now we're so addicted to the trips with Catherine that we're trying to have a trip every year that's of a lifetime. So, or, or two, or two. Well, yeah, if Catherine had her way. Um, so, how does one even get into this? Like, were did you love to travel as a kid? You know, like what led to this? Um, what led to it? Well, my father was an airline pilot, so and my parents were divorced, so I traveled back and forth across the country um, every year, maybe twice a year. Um, So a lot of planes and a lot of airports. Um, And I I liked history. So I got my my degree in colleges in history, Um, but I really didn't know what to do with the history, right? I I tried sales and things like that, but you know what I really wanted to do was was travel travel agents type stuff. And that was back in the late, 80s early 90s but I really couldn't afford to do that and feed myself until I got married (laughs) yay Tim (laughs) yay Tim (laughs) so when I got married I went to travel agent school which was a thing back then it's it's now not a thing anymore because back then we had to write airline tickets and use you know use all kinds of stuff um so I went to travel agent school and then um took a took a break to raise my children and when I came back, it was a totally new world, and I did some refresher courses, and I got some certifications, and here I am. Did the courses that you took back once upon a time, uh, obviously, it's things were not as automated and whatever. However, did it teach you some of the soft skills that you need to plan, or was it really more focused on, like, the execution and systems? It was, it was both. It was a lot of geography. It was a lot of testing on every single airport code known to man. It was um, how to write an airline ticket, um, how to use the airline reservation system, which is actually still in use, but hardly anybody, you know, uses it at home, you know, in, right. in the home-based offices. Um, but a, a lot more technical stuff, and then just a little bit of destination um destination management and and that kind of thing back then. Okay. okay. Now it's much more focused on types of travel and destinations and emerging destinations and um, levels of premium, 
luxury, ultra luxury, that type of thing. Right. And now that there are so many people out there, uh, influencers, I'm doing air quotes, that travel the world, you know, like van life, or I'm sorry, hashtag van life, or hashtag like world traveler, uh, the world is getting smaller and smaller in some ways in terms of being able to see some of these places. For you, how do you keep current of what the trends are and like, you know, oh, this is a hot spot or this is what's going on? Is it the influencers or is there some like secret underground network that you're uh, linked into? Um, I go to conferences a lot, um, whether they're virtual or in person. I just spent a week in Las Vegas in August at Virtuoso Travel Week, um, which is a consortium that I belong to for luxury travel agents. I get their magazine. You do. Good for you. And um, that helps, you know, give me an update, not only on destinations, but on products and what's new and what's emerging and and all that type of thing. Um, Lots and lots of emails every day from my suppliers that want me to know everything that's that's coming up. Um, And then then travelers, right? I have some some of my travelers are cutting edge and will go places before everybody else a couple years before everybody else. And others, um, you know, then follow along. I would be a follow alonger. Um, I was saying to somebody, uh, actually, just yesterday when I was telling them about Portugal, I'm like, I didn't even know it was really on my list, but we're going to this one day conference and it was like, Portugal. And then Pete said, well, let's go to Portugal. And so here we are. And I didn't realize that my... ADHD showed up in this way that for as random abstract as I am, it's one of the reasons why I like working with you because I like to have order. It lessens my anxiety and knowing where I'm going. So I'm not good at the like off the beaten trail type unless it's like today we're going off the beaten path um, and there's a plan for it. I'm not great at that because I get anxious not knowing what I'm doing and then I my mind goes all over the place so that's lovely I mean you have an app that has everything in it that tells me like there's gonna be a guy standing there in like a gray sweatshirt (laughs) with your name spelled out I mean it's like all taken care of yes and some some people like that and other people are more um spur of the moment and that's not really what a travel agent is for so if you you know if you like going on Expedia and hunting down those bargains you're probably not looking for a travel agent well and interestingly I have some friends that I have referred to when they're uh they're planning a trip with their child or they like the the hunt and they like to create their own itinerary or whatever but they're also sort of like I'm not sure if I'm getting it all and if this is the best connection to make. Is there a better way to get from point A to point B? And I have sent them to you to like, hey, pay Catherine to like check your work. And so many of them have been like, oh, my gosh, you know, you've brought up, you know, here's a better way to get from point A to point B. Or while you're there, you should consider this tour or, you know, have somebody come in. And that's been hugely helpful for people. Right. And some of those people, too, have come back and said, you know, they start out with all their Expedia and put this in itinerary for me. And then the next trip, it's like, now can you do a couple tours along along with it? And the next trip, it's can you just do it all? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's just, you know, you know, you know, those connections and the best way to to go. And it's it ends up being seamless. And, you know, I'll get texts from you when. You know, I'm wherever it is and you'll be like, by the way, your plane's delayed and, you know, you're keeping me abreast of changes or anything that's going on uh, constantly, which is very helpful. Do you have a specific uh, trip that you like to plan? Like, given your love of history, like, what's your ideal client scenario? Like, somebody comes to you and says, what? Um, 
the trips I like planning the best are probably the countries that I've been to the most. So Ireland, Scotland, England, um, since I lived in England for a while, we've been to Scotland probably four or five times, this country we love. We've been to Italy a lot and Greece several times now. So the more that I understand the country and how to get around and, you know, where to put your train ticket to validate it. And this is what the box looks like. And, you know, all those little tiny details, um, the easier it is for me to plan, but I can pretty much do an itinerary anywhere on the world because my suppliers are so incredible that, you know, I have connections with people all over the world with suppliers that I trust. And so I can reach out to any of them and just say, I have no idea, help me. And and they do. And they make me look like a rock star and my clients are happy. Oh, I mean, I have uh, I have a perfect example of that. Uh, last year, we were in Italy with a friend and you helped us plan the bookending of the trip. And we had an amazing dinner at this gal's house that you had organized uh, us and two other couples and she made dinner for us and showed us how to make a meal and we sat at her table and it was like wow we're in a real roman house <laughs> and and her house like she was the perfect person for me because her house was filled with interesting art and collectibles and she was so interesting and so th- that was amazing and then fast forward to when grace was traveling I was able to reach out to uh, Chiara and say, hey, my daughter's visiting. And she was thrilled to be able to connect with Grace and do the same thing and do a dinner and connect. And it was because of what, you know, the the contacts that you have, which is so fabulous. Um, All those little extra things where you can get the feel of your host country, wherever you are. It makes such an impact. I mean, it's one thing to go and see the sites and do all the touristy things, but to have a real interaction, meaningful interaction with people that are local, it just makes such a difference. And yeah, and that's why I always promote local guides too. Um, you know, you can go and, and look at a lot of this stuff, but if you don't know what you're looking at, it really doesn't make as much of an impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so either, you know, whether it's a, a bus tour or a cruise or, or just a walking tour of, let's say, Rome, you know, it's it's good to have somebody who knows who knows what they're talking about. Take the trip that JD and I did together. He totally knew what he was talking about as far <laughs> as World War II, which made it a really cool experience to go to France with him mm-hmm. and um, see the Normandy beaches for the anniversary of, yeah, explain a little bit more about that trip. Yeah, that was back in 2019 for the 75th anniversary of the D-Day invasion. And I was sort of the subject expert, I guess, as a historian for a uh, live streaming event. Uh, by the yeah. way, he has a PhD in World War II. 20th century history. 20th century history. Like, so when he says the subject matter expert, like a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, thank, well, yeah. Well, that's why I was asked to come, but they, we were, I was part of an effort by a group that was doing a live stream on Twitch, a virtual field trip, more or less. And so the high-tech equipment, live streaming all over the internet. We started in England because uh, they had a big thing with, at Duxford, the, the air base there, where they brought in C-47s and DC-3s from around the world. for the, They were the planes that dropped troops over yep. Normandy on D-Day. And then all the festivities that moved over to France. So we did live streaming in England and then we went across, took the, took the Eurostar through the channel over to Paris and uh, Catherine arranged that Catherine arranged our transportation on the other side. Catherine arranged where we were staying. Catherine arranged. Catherine's a Catherine boss. Drove. Catherine drove. Yes. Catherine <laughs> drove, uh, which was, wow. which was, which was heroic work. Um, <laughs> particularly in Paris was, that was heroic work. Uh, but so that's what we did. And, it was meant to take people from around the world. And we ended up at, by the end of this, I think we had one point, I think we had 100,000 people watching from 27 countries. And that was the highest at any one moment. And I think our totals for the event for the five or six days that we live streamed were about half a million total. It's amazing. For that, it was really great. And, but in order to do that, we had to be 
on time at certain locations each day. And we planned those out. And what was great was we had explained to Catherine, like, we're going to have to be, we're going to have some planning, but we're going to have to adjust on the fly. So we need to set this up in such a way that gives us the best possible way to respond quickly to various things and some unexpected things. And that's kind of how she set that up. And it was great. It turned out to be really good. And she was able to warn us off on making some really dumb decisions, like trying to take a ferry from Southampton to Normandy rather than take the train. She was just like, no, She's nodding her head right now. She's like, No, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And I mean, so she was able to warn us off on all that. And she got everything set up because one of the most difficult things is, and I've traveled in Europe a lot as a historian and, and I did my PhD research over there. There's a lot to learn on the ground. And if you're doing it on the fly, it can be, it can take away from your enjoyment of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And to have someone who knows it so well, and can lay those things out because she's done it a bunch of times and she knows people who've done it a bunch of times. It allowed us to really be at our best for that whole thing. And all of those recordings that are available on, of that event are available on YouTube and elsewhere, uh, have gotten a ton of viewings from that. And what isn't seen in that necessarily is how important it was to have a really good plan for travel. Well, I mean, it was a really important to have a really good plan for the invasion. <laughs> yeah, it was that too. <laughs> and that to be too. a little flexible. <laughs> that too. And it was, and I know it was fun for both for Catherine and for Tim, cause they're both such history buffs as well. We yeah. had a great time. Yeah, It was really about. cool. Yeah, I, was I loved the history part and listening to JD on, on his live stream was, was really, really great. It just brought it all to life, but it's the same with any tour guide that's going to know his stuff. Right. right. So, right. so having an expert locally to, to show you what you're looking at is, is really important. Have you guys thought about uh, offering like a trip that like you take 10 people and you're the subject matter expert and Catherine's the travel person and the local guides and like you come up with your own she's nodding yes like we talked about it in 2019 yeah we talked about it then. <laughs> we should we talk about it. it yeah I mean because how interesting to have sort of a directed you know whether it's about an event or you know in a specific country or whatever to do a tour that is really touching upon this stuff and to have you go like you're like the smart Julie McCoy and (laughs) (laughs) I want to be Isaac the bartender okay well you could do that too (laughs) I mean that I'll go that would be cool that would be fun Catherine we should yeah Yeah. you guys need to revisit that yeah there's and if you're doing more South America we could get really creative like a Nazi hunter tour in Argentina that could be (laughs) I know she's looking at me like along, along with wine, along with wine, right? Exactly, <laughs> and trains on the high plains, right? I mean, some, do you want some wine with that Nazi? And, and great, and great steak, right? I mean, great, great beef. I right. mean, there's there's right. a lot, there's a lot of stuff. That's a great idea. I would love to do that. It, it's, I think, circumstances of life and career and things like that probably got in the way in the middle, but sure. But it sounds fun, and and what I can say to everybody listening is, I mean, if, if you tell Catherine what you're looking to do and what things you like to do and what you're trying to accomplish. In our case, it was for a live stream and she nailed that. So it's not just about going on a vacation. If you're, if you're doing stuff for the things you're interested in, if you're an artist, if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're doing live streaming, if you're podcasting, if you're doing all those things, she's, she's, she's awesome at it. I wouldn't go to anybody else if I needed to do something like that again. Well, and this trip that we took, uh, Pete, Pete started, uh, you know, the whole reason that it was like, well, let's go to Portugal. I'm going to be traveling in India and then in England prior to, uh, you know, that so we could meet up. And so Catherine seamlessly figured out like, okay, so, you know, you're going to be in India at this point and then you're going to England and then, you know, here's how you can get to Portugal and meet with Stacy and Will and make that happen. Uh, he's in jolly old England, by the way, um, as we speak right now. And um, and so being able to work with that was huge. Although I am a little miffed because his trip is a work trip. His flight home, I think he has like the pods, like first class type stuff. And I was like, okay, so I will let you know next week when I'm back if I was able to kick him out and instead try that out. 
Because he had a pod going over. Oh, she's like. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't because he had to book that flight um, through the company. I'm not sure what he ended up with. Well, I know on the way there he was in one of those pods with his jammies and the whole thing, and I was like, they gave him pajamas. They gave him pajamas. Wow. Yeah, like it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. Man. So, <laughs> I, sounds nice, doesn't it? Okay, um, let's take a quick break here, and then I want to talk to you about the kinds of trips that you plan. Is Are they your brainchild? Is it something with the suppliers that you have? So many more questions. So little time. Uh, so keep listening to Stacey Connects with my guest, Catherine Gherkin of Gherkin Getaways, and of course, JD. We'll be right back. Do you feel challenged by the thought of getting ready every day? Want to make a great first impression, but don't feel your wardrobe represents who you really are? Does the thought of trying to find great clothing that fits your body and lifestyle have you overwhelmed? Michael Bruce Image Consulting is a premier image consulting company that can help you get your style back on track. Contact them at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or call them at 425-214-4155 and start that conversation today. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then, I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back to Stacy Connects. So, uh, before the break, I mentioned that I wanted to chat more about the types of trips that you do. So, next year in October, Pete and I are going on a cruise, which I am super excited about. Um, Hey, y'all, there might be some rooms left if you want to join us. Um, I mean, Where are you going? we're going to Tahiti. Whoa. Yeah. On a cruise? On a cruise around the Society Islands. Small ship. Small ship cruise. Oh, I had this idea like you were sailing from like Seattle. No. <laughs> to Tahiti. Like, wow, that's a no. long trip. <laughs> no. Uh, we're flying into someplace. Papayete, probably. You're flying into Papayete. That one. And then, <laughs> and then That's the capital. Oh, okay, great. See, I have to do. I'll be much more polite when I've done. It's an island, you know that, right? Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we're getting on this small ship, and we apparently have our own like uh, valet or butler or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going around. And then did Pete tell you that he wants to extend the trip? And he wants to stay in one of those little cabiny things that are out above the water. The overwater bungalows? Yeah. He has not told me that yet. Well, I but just we I just did. <laughs> He's like, I feel like I'm all the way there. It would be a shame to not, like, I don't know, mark that off my bucket list and stay. And I was like, oh, my sure. gosh, I'll play the role of Kim Kardashian. I lost my diamond. <laughs> like. She was like somewhere traveling, and she lost her earring. Hey, it's your trip. It can be what you, you can want. get. You can get black pearl, black pearl earrings, black pearl necklaces in Tahiti. So maybe okay. you need to look for your black pearls. Maybe that's what I need to do. Ooh. So yeah. So by the way, um, we should be thinking about that. Um, but that's something that you know you had shared with me. Hey, here's this opportunity share if you know anybody that might be interested and I forwarded it to Pete and he was like we're in and so you know those are things that through your suppliers and through all your channels you have um and you offer and I've I know you've done whiskey tasting in Scotland and you know all those kinds of trips are those your brainchild or are they some of the packages that uh the companies that you work with offer um both. 
Yes. The, so the, the Tahiti cruise actually came about from another client of mine um, locally there in Bellevue that had some people that wanted, well, she wanted to go and then had friends she thought might want to go as well. So I said, okay, I'll set up group space. And the, the group space holds the the price for so many months so that it doesn't go up because typically as cabins sell out, the prices go up. Mm-hmm. Um, so my group space hel- holds the the pricing as low as it, you know, as low as possible. And so then her friends said, well, maybe we'll go, maybe, you know. And so I just said, fine, I'm going to start marketing it to everybody because yeah. I've got this, I've got this space. So yes, we do still have some space left. So if anybody out there is interested in going to Tahiti October 19th, 2024 for a week, yep, we can do that. We can get it done. Uh-huh. <laughs> JD, start your GoFundMe. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I've always wanted to go. I- so... Um, I'm glad I know about this. So uh-huh. you'll have to give me the deets when. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm so excited about it. Oh, and, yeah, I bet. I um, bet. You know, it's it will be the furthest afield that I've ever gone. Um, and so I'm super excited about it. And yeah, You'll be in the southern hemisphere, so the sky will be different as well. You'll be able to see the southern cross astro- you know, in, yeah. in the stars. Yeah, wow. see, that that's big for me. That's on the, my bucket list is to see that. So I don't even know if I knew it. Ex- I knew this. There was a song, Southern Cross. That's what it's about. Oh wow! I'm learning so much today. <laughs> wow! You're welcome, well, listeners. You're learning with me. I've always wanted to go there, and I I read not too long ago, and maybe that that Tahiti can be a nice alternative for people who are tired of the crush of Hawaii. That it's that it's you know it, it's it's comparable, maybe a little more expensive right. in some places, and maybe less in others. Is that true? Is it roughly? Um, Tahiti welcomes, or at least a few years ago, Tahiti welcomed the same number of people in a year that Hawaii did in a week or a month or something like that. So yes, it's much less, it's much less crowded. The islands are smaller. The islands are quiet. It's not somebody for, it's not a destination for partiers because there's not a whole lot of party nightlife, Mm -hmm. but it's super gorgeous and it's just a nice place to relax and interact with marine life and others oh my gosh yeah. why do i have to wait a whole year <laughs> you get the anticipation of that though. yes well and i mean we've had that planned for probably like nine months you let us know really far in advance and actually that's a little bit of what inspired us then to do portugal because knowing what you're doing so far in advance it gives you time to pay for it plan for it and so now it's like, okay, so what are we going to do after Tahiti? And, you know, what's the next place that we're going to go so to? So you're paying in stages leading up to that? I don't know what we're doing because oh. that's what Pete's for. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that gets done, Catherine? Is you kind of pay in installments to lead up? Or you can, obviously, you can probably um, you, pay it you all. Can you can do, to. yeah. Okay. You, you can pay in installments. Um, you, you know, there's a deposit due and the balance is due 90 days, I believe it is, before the cruise. But they will take your money anytime. So, sure. yeah, you can certainly pay in installments. Wow. Right? I know. So um, where are the places that, because you and Tim, as you mentioned, you lived in England for a while. Uh, but given how much you've traveled, what are your favorite places? Like, what are the places that you're like, this must be on your bucket list if you have an opportunity to travel. Um, hmm. Well, for relaxation, I'd say we really like couples resorts in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, couples only, white sand beach. Put your flag in the sand and they bring you whatever you want to drink, that I type love, of thing. I love that so much and I keep trying to get Pete sold on it. And I don't know... Why? But he has it stuck in his head that like, I don't, I don't know that it's going to be like a swingers resort or that he's going to like be taken away by. I don't know what his hangup he's is. He's willing to fly all the way to Tahiti, in yeah. the Southern Pacific. Yes, but not to Jamaica. A hundred percent. He's like, let's go. I'm like, okay, you're an idiot, but like, sure, that sounds great. So I would love to go. So next time Everybody you and has Tim their go, comfort zones. 
Everybody has their comfort zones. So um, like I said before, Scotland is one of our favorite places for just getting out into nature, hiking, talking to the locals, you know, sitting in the pubs, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of the the Outer Hebrides and the, the Southern Hebride Islands are just gorgeous. They're similar-ish to the San Juans. I mean, if you think about the San Juan Islands, um, it's the Scottish version of those, okay. um, you know, along with castles and stone circles and whiskey, of course. So, of course. And um, Italy, I can just go back to every year i mean there's always something in italy that you have not seen um a lot of people start out their trips by doing venice florence rome maybe sorrento um, malfi coast um, sampler plate Mm -hmm. but you go back and then you go deeper like you went to tuscany for a week right stacy and and helped with with the harvest harvest yeah Mm -hmm. but you can just go go deeper every year i learn about some little castle or some villa somewhere that i'm like ooh, i need to go there too mm-hmm. so oh yeah i mean um italy is like i don't know it's like pizza you just it never it's you never get tired of it well italy's got so many different types of topography and the visual range of the country for lack of a better term is so powerful the northern part is so different from the southern part and venice just looks different than anywhere else on earth and yeah. You know, and you have different vibes in each of the cities that are so distinct from mm-hmm. one another. I that when you ask that question to Catherine, I'm thinking, where's the place that's the most varied and that I would go back to any time if somebody said you want to go? I think it'd be Italy. Yeah. Now, yeah. I have a bunch of friends that this past year uh were exploring Greece. And I don't know if that's like a trend or if it's like if it is. Okay. So, yeah. like, I know there's the whole, like, Santorini photo shoot vibe where, like, I know I, she's, like, cringing. cringing. And I am also, however, my friend Megan and her husband Steve, they went and they were fascinated by, like, these fake dresses that you put on and the glam and the photo shoot on the white roofs with the the blue and the whole thing. And they were like, holy cow, the whole place is picturesque. You don't need any of that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Santorini is a, on a caldera, which is a um, extinct volcano, basically the rim of a volcano. So it's it's very pretty, but it's super super crowded. Um, so as long as you don't mind the crowds and waiting in line and all of that, it's it's great. It's it's inundated by by cruise by cruises as well, you know, cruise stops and things like that. Um, Tim and I have been exploring the world of cruising lately. And, you know, river cruising, small ship cruising, regular ship cruising. Um, we uh, went last year on on Celebrity into the Greek islands, and we went this year on Virgin Voyages into the Greek islands and went to different islands. Um, so there's definitely islands that I would suggest and islands that I wouldn't suggest depending on my client, right? Like you're saying, you know. Right. I'm like, I want the Mamma Mia island. Like, I just want to chill and, like, and jump off of a dock and, like, see a goat. And uh, you're laughing at me. You aim really high. That's good. (laughs) I just, like, I know that there's these other places are beautiful. And also, I think, you know, uh, the crowds and, like, all of those people. That so every, like a, a few lot. years ago, everybody was going to Italy and my clientele, right? Italy was the big thing. Then it was Greece, pre-COVID and post-COVID as well. And now um, the trailblazers, we'll call them, are heading into Croatia yeah. and Ugh. Slovenia, north say. north of Greece. And so that's kind of becoming more popular. I would say, you know, next year is going to be the destination will be Croatia, Slovenia, Montenegro area um and you know a lot of that if you don't like the crowds and don't want to just go to one place cruises are good you know and there's a cruise for everybody whether it's a massive 5,000 ship cruise line that lots of people like (laughs) or 
a small a small ship, you know, a small yacht even that has fifty to hundred people on it. You know, there, there's a huge gamut of of ships for people to go on. And Croatia has a ton of islands, so you don't necessarily need to just be in mainland mm-hmm. Croatia. Yeah, I have a few friends that have been to Croatia, and they love, love, loved it. So I've got to, I've got to think about my place after Tahiti. See, well, Tahiti's got me. I'm really thinking about it now. But for me, I'm kind of weird about cruises because I've, the, I've seen the Poseidon Adventure too many times. You know, I've, you know, so I get eh. weird about it. But like a river cruise, I've always wanted to do a river cruise, like on the Rhine and Danube, right? That that great one right through the heart of Europe. I would love to do that, but. Um, the big ships don't appeal to me for a lot of reasons, unless it was the one that's going up from here in the Northwest up to Alaska so that I could see all the glaciers through the, the, was that the, the inner passage? Is that what it's called? Yeah. But, but inside passage. Yeah. yeah. But even Alaska has the gamut. You can go on a small, what they call uncruise or, you know, a small ship that has again, a hundred people on it and really get up close and personal to the glaciers, or you can go on, on a larger, big one. Um, a Which larger ship. We know what happened when a large ship hit an iceberg. Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> and and did you know that not another ship like that size has ever been lost to an iceberg thanks to the creation of the Ice Patrol after the Titanic sinking? Well, there you go. Not another one. The last one. Nice. I finally got to go to the Titanic Museum in Belfast last year, oh, which was wow. quite interesting. That's so really put cool. that on your bucket list, JD. It is. And what also and this sounds really morbid, but that is on my list, as is the Lusitania, the small Lusitania Museum on the coast of Ireland. because uh, the Lusitania sunk just within eyesight of wow. shore in nineteen fifteen. Yes, those are on my list. And I also want to go to Halifax to see the memorial for the Titanic. You know, so there's there's tons of stuff. Yeah, we gotta talk. Catherine. Is there is there the door that Jack and Rose were floating on? The door was big enough for him. <laughs> Staking my claim. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, what other, what are the um, the the must-dos in terms of, like, when you're traveling? Like, what do I need to be aware of uh, in terms of what to carry, what to be thinking about? Um, you know, watching out for pickpocketers and, like, you know, what are those things that um, either bear repeating because everybody remember or are those tips and tricks that people don't think of that you're aware of? Right. Um, situational awareness is always a good thing when you're traveling, even if you're traveling in the United States. Right. Um, if you're in a tourist destination that's got a big crowd that, let's say, is watching watching a music, you know, a live music presentation or something like that, just make sure that your back is against a wall <laughs> and not, you know, you're not in the middle of a crowd. We were in, in Venice one year and um, we're in St. Mark's Square and there's all these people sitting around and standing around listening to music on a bandstand and we watched pickpockets go in one side and the police follow them in and then come out the other side. And, you know, the police, the police knew, knew they were going to be there. Right. It was, it was totally, but we just sat back and, and, and watched it happen. It was very, very interesting. So situational awareness, um, like you're saying, being polite, have patience. Don't be that American. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we, we've been asked several times if we're, British or Canadian or something because we do not travel like Americans. And, you know, we're just sitting in a restaurant, you know, a restaurant in Venice and the gentleman next to us asked us if we were British and we're like, no, but we used to live there. Right. He's like, you're just, you're not loud. You're not, you know, you're, you're talking nicely to each other. You're, you know, (laughs) it was just, um, it's, stereotypical I guess we weren't acting American-ish you know so just just be aware of how you're portraying your country I guess um pack as light as possible especially if you're taking trains because you don't want to have to haul your luggage onto the train find space for it haul it off the train um so Stacy can you can 
speak to this more than I do, but, you know, mix, mix and match, get your granimals out and mix and match so that you have, you have more than one outfit. Two pairs of pants and like three to five tops that go with each pair of pants if you're going and like, boom, mm-hmm. roll, rinse and repeat. <laughs> right. Um, um, I've just, just now started taking traveling with me the, the laundry detergent sheets, yep. which are, which are, you know, not liquids, so easily easily carried on. You can cut them into smaller pieces and use them to wash in your sink or or whatever. Yep. Um, oh, that's cool. So those are those are good. Um, um, we only have a few minutes, so I do want to ask the question: uh, currency. When you're traveling to another country, is it relevant anymore? Once upon a time, you used to get travelers' checks and things like that. Um, or are you worried about currency? It's not necessary anymore. Right. Um, not as much. No, you're going to want some some local currency for tipping and things like that. But most places prefer you to take a credit card, although I've been seeing less credit card use recently with the fees going up. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were just recently in where were we? Uh, Spain, I guess it was. They, they all wanted cash. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but you can get cash, you know, cash out of the cash machines and and just make sure that you go into a bank to use a cash machine. Don't use a cash machine that's not attached to a building. Um, Just be careful of, you know, how you use it. Interesting. All right. Um, So many great things. I know. Right. It makes me so excited to come back next week and talk about what I saw and what I did. Um. Thank you, Catherine, for being my guest. If people are interested in working with you, the great thing is uh, you can work with anybody located anywhere in the country and the world. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, I have a website, gherkingetaways.com. Gherkin is spelled G-E-R-K-E-N, and Getaways has an S. Um, They could text you. Because yes. you're great at connecting people and can give you my my information there as well. Um, email Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N at GherkinGetaways.com. So good. I mean, if you're thinking about a trip and you're not sure if it's going to be possible, you need to connect with Catherine. Absolutely. She will make it possible. Absolutely. So um, thank you. I'm so excited to come back and talk about the trip and uh, – Catherine, you'll know how it's going because I'll be in touch with you throughout. And so thank you in advance for uh, helping us have an amazing time. I feel like the Julia Roberts moment when she's like, if I forget to tell you, thanks for tonight in Pretty Woman. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so if I forget to tell you, thanks. JD, thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure, as always. Good to see you, Catherine. And uh, thank you. you to Eric, as always. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Stay connected. The views expressed on this program are those of the hosts.